We forgot to film one of those like fun pre-intros before the show where we're like, hey, real talk. Let's, you know, let's, you know, like, let's act like men this time, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, how, how could you spend five minutes with him and not want to strike? <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't say it's one of our five best, but you know, it, it, is it adequate? Was I getting the improvisational response to my humor that I expected? No. I gave you six or seven chuckles. <laughs> Some guy made us these. Whoa! Our super, one out, of our man. super fans made it. I have to carry this around the train station now. <laughs> hey, everyone, have you, you ever been? been to the Newark Penn Station? Uh, no, I have not. I don't think so. Isn't Imagine if an AIDS molecule was a train station. <laughs> That's what it's like. <laughs> it's ringing endorsement. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're done here. We're done here. Well, would you believe it? The UFC doesn't have a light heavyweight champion. And on December 10th of this year, the final pay-per-view of the calendar year, 2022, we are going to crown him. It might be Magomed Ankalaev. It might be Jan Blachowicz. But it won't be the guys it was originally supposed to be. Good thing we have these guys to do real talk like men do for the <laughs> UFC 282 Pre-game preview. That's Brian Campbell, Chuck Mindenhall, the Iceman himself. I am Luke Thomas. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, gents. Don't bury the lead here, Luke. When you speak of crowning on a day like this, oh, man. you must be returning, <laughs> re referring to when you out of that restroom over there and just shut that shit down. I right? butterbeaned it. I butterbeaned it. I absolutely demolished that commode. Okay. Uh, how are we doing, boys? Uh, good man i see he's infected you right away though like like men do he's got you saying that now. i think it's actually pretty stupid but okay. it's it's just part of the it's tradition it's a, good, it's okay. a decent okay. selling t-shirt yes right it is uh brian why are you wearing the world's stupidest socks because <laughs> i'm not allowed to put this chaotic indifferent piece of food into my body because of what it's done to my litter liver excuse me but i can <laughs> uh flaunt it and wear it just the same because luke you know dealing with me i'm a hot dog you never know what you know what you're gonna get but you do know it'll be wiener shaped right oh, i mean go. it'll that just delta is reporting. Yeah. <laughs> how many delta eights are sitting in your <laughs> tummy right not now a, not a fair accusation at all uh actually real fair <laughs> i'm the one who gave them to you <laughs> feeling these margaritas brian campbell <laughs> <laughs> do you know where that it comes from is this you were there when yes, we were? I was there. Yeah, I was there. when I was, uh, you know, yeah, I had a few too many margaritas. I'm drinking yeah. some afternoon dad seltzer. What are you rocking out over there? I just got some kind of IPA. Okay. Soapy IPA. Looks like I'll be doing chemicals during this. That's right. Uh, I just can't do the boozing. It just kills me now. It's a pregame. Come on, man. Buddy, I have the boozing, and uh, life is just never the same anymore. Yeah. Right. I can't sleep. It's the whole thing. But all right, here we are. Last pay-per-view of the year. Before we even talk about UFC 282, which, by the way, is... Um, an interesting card. Yeah. I think is a fair way to put it. I wouldn't call it top heavy. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't I would say not, I've been waiting for it. Wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't call it Dolly Parton. No, Man, wouldn't do they, that. Wow. They tried so hard, too, to make this a big show. But hold on. Show, right? Let's review for a yeah. second here if we just can. How was 2022 for the UFC? In particular, the pay-per-view offerings. What do you think? Steady. Yeah, I think not it was. Spectacular. Not spectacular. Par. You know what I mean? I, th I felt wasn't like there, bad. Was, there was good ones. Yeah, there were some there was really some good ones. some loaded-ass cards. Yeah, there were some loaded-ass cards. There were some that were... You know, just okay. But I think that's standard, right? Like, we see some of that every year. Coming off of, like, the pandemic restrictions where most of them have been lifted, not entirely, but for the most part, life is reasonably back to normal. Would you say it's fair that they had about what you could expect given the circumstances? Because I'm told they're going to go on the road much more in 2023. Yeah, yeah. Right. They went on the road somewhat this year, but not a whole lot, right? Stuff like that. Yeah. It was weird because they were the first, right? Like they were first, if you're talking about all the cards, the fight nights and everything, they were the first to want to get back out there, put on shows through the pandemic, all that stuff. We talked about this a lot 
yet they're the kind of last to come out of that as well with the apex and all that. I'm sure you guys have talked about this as a bizarre sort of thing. I think, if anything, the apex shows seemed outdated at some mm -hmm. point along the way. They started to seem weird, like out of place. Uh, but I understand why they were doing them. So I hope they're kind of like, as we go into 2023, I kind of hope they phase them out. I don't know if you guys... They're not going to phase them out. No, the they're not they going to phase them out completely, but I hope that they make them kind of more like... Seldom. Yeah, yeah seldom. it's more likely they phase out the fans and journalists so that at Zuck can have his way. <laughs> that is true. But if we're talking about Jesus. the pay-per-view offerings as a whole, look, 2022 was it a good year for the UFC. I say it was a very good, great year. But with that said, we didn't get John Jones or Conor McGregor back in a pay-per-view main event or at yeah. all. So when I do look at the effects of the ESPN era where something we talked about big during 2020 where what's the motivation for Dana no matter what to keep putting on as many cards? Well, that's $750 million or so guaranteed from ESPN if they meet that. We've argued that that could lead to where the onus isn't exactly on the UFC every time out to put forth or market a pay-per-view to a certain level if they're getting paid a minimum that's so strong. With that said, I don't think it was a bad year for pay-per-view, no. but it was more across the board of like, what's the hardcore matchup you want to see the most? Oh, it's Oliveira versus Machev. It's coming up next. We got a lot of those great matchups. We didn't get that, the, you know, a lot of those times where you can knock on the door to the mainstream, though, and pull them in. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just yeah. need the stars that you have to incubate and build up and hope they keep winning. And are we in between right now in crossover stars? That's a topic for another day, right? That is a thing that I think they're struggling with in general. Like, you know, we were talking about this before. Is Israel Adesanya, right? Like, is he the guy who's an actual star or is he kind of a guy that was like the old stars where in the bubble he's a huge star, but outside of he's not as transcendent? I feel like there are a couple of those types. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, we don't have that slam dunk who's fighting twice a year and every media outlet. In the, you know, in the world is basically doing some feature on this because they want to That, that 2016 Rousey McGregor oh was, was unbelievable, really. Lesnar, too, that year. Lesnar as well. Man. Wow, I forgot about that. Lesnar as I well. I almost think it can't be replicated, you know? I have a hard time seeing how it can be. Not anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. And they got pretty close with Nate against Hamza, True. but then that kind of fell apart but yeah. didn't. So that was a weird one that as well. I mean, okay, without any having done any research, and we didn't for this particular question. <laughs> That's part for the Off the top well. of your head of feeling, quick reaction, what were the three biggest UFC fight oh my gosh. fights of the year in terms of that brought in the most potential crossover interest? Just off the top of your head, what were those matchups? 276, International which, Fight Week. Okay, yes. Which had, yeah. which had uh, what? So that was the Volk, Izzy, sorry, Volk and uh, Holloway 3. Izzy and Kenanier, and then uh, I forgot, oh, Strickland and Pereira were on it as well. Right. There's some other ones. Well, too. I guess if your answer just off the stop top there is sort of a loaded card rather than one specific right. bow, right? right. I think Max, that's more like it. Max Volk three did have legitimate star power. We needed to see it, but like off the top of your head, I'm, I'm struggling to pick up what were commercially the no. biggest potential people had to see moments. Um, the card probably came. Closest in terms of yeah, what we're dealing yeah, with. Yeah, potato versus Adesanya. They had some weird ones, too. It's like they went back on the road and they went to Salt Lake City with right. Maru. It was like, okay, that's a <laughs> Ends up being like the most ridiculous. Historic in many ways, yeah. yeah. So in, in light of all of that, where does 282 fit into it? Is it representative of the year? Is it, am I reaching for a narrative that isn't yeah. there? Where, how do you assess no, 282 in light of the year? No, I think they wanted to load this card up. That's what I think happened. You know, obviously... The, the talk was, and I think that they kept things in holding for a long time as they tried to see if John Jones could return. Yeah. This would have uh, been Jones and yeah, Ganu under the would have been that. Plans, and I mean, right? obviously, that would have been Jones a, a big event. That would have been the event we're trying That'll to find. That would be a huge event. But instead, you get a card with a couple of light heavyweight um, 
showcase at the top, yeah. and then one of those falls off, and now it's this, which is, if you're a diehard, I know that you probably like this card. There's some good stylistic matchups. I don't love it, but I think it's good. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's some there's some intriguing fights, I guess you could say, like that uh, of guys, as that first one with, you know, Bryce Mitchell, like undefeated guys, mm -hmm. that's fun. Those types of fights, but um, in terms of the thing you're talking about, what's yeah. going to, like, come hither, the casual audience, that's not happening. Well, this is lacking the star power of the main event because of injuries that we're about to get into, but it's also, to be honest, lacking a secondary or even a third punch of, like, you know, what are the two to three things that are going to get me to buy this pay-per-view? This pay-per-view is lacking all of that, to be very fair. So can we start at the top of how this title <laughs> fight and main event fell apart and what UFC ended up deciding to replace it? Because from the standpoint of fanfare... It was almost, was it a worst case scenario? It kind of was. So let's right? go through it one time. Let's set the table. Okay. So, and again, if I'm mispronouncing this, which is a decent chance I am, we did look it up and yes. I had someone send this e uh, video to me. <laughs> oh, you're not that This was after this. the commode. And was like, was like, this yeah. is true. I had someone send this video to me being like, this was approved by the fighter themselves. Wow. That's why I said so it. So it's Adesonia. No. It's, it's never been Adesonia. Well, I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> Making you angry. I mean, you're outright pissing he you does off. This yeah. thing, he, goes, he can't say Poirier. He goes, Poirier. He just can't. We my do. man's got, like, all kinds yeah, of shit. I can't say Poirier, or is it because, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so, Yeezy Prohaska is, I'm, I know it doesn't look that way. It's spelled J-I-R-I, no. -I, but it's got all kinds of squiggly lines on the top of it. I'm, I am told, I am told, it is pronounced Yeezy Pro Haz This is the ever morphing first name. It was pro first Jerry, then it was Yeri. Yeah. Now it's Yeezy. Yeah, it's Yeezy. Yeah. Okay, but we can call him Pro Hazka. Okay. It was supposed to be that who was the existing champion fighting Glover Teixeira in a rematch of whatever their ability to pull on pay per view. One of the most oh, yeah. fantastic light heavyweight title fights you're just ever gonna Maybe see. Maybe the fight of the year. Maybe, Maybe fight of the year candidate. They were gonna do that. Prohaska gets a terrible shoulder injury. We still don't know the full details of it. We were told it is horrific. One year is the expectation, correct? Mm -hmm. Dude, I, at least. Okay, but like, I bet it might be longer than that. If yeah. what they're saying is true, dude, shoulder injuries are bare minimum yeah. six to nine months. So it, the story is that he Hold went on. to the UFC to say, I yes. want to give up the title, but they wouldn't have kept it on okay, anyway so, when you're right. on that So list. he yeah. says to them, I'm going to be out this long. I'm going to drop the title. So they go to Glover and they say, Glover, do you want to fight Ankalaev on this date? And he says, well, no, I don't want to fight Ankalaev on this date. I want to fight him on that date in Brazil. Well, he said, I'll fight. I'll fight him, but he doesn't want to fight him on that date. He wanted more time. He said, I'll fight uh, um, Jan. Jan on that yeah. date yes. in a rematch. UFC said, no, we don't want to sell right. that. It has to be Ankalaev. He said, well, the he, first one wasn't very competitive. Right. Yeah, Glover he said, well, Ankalaev's a southpaw. Let's do it January in Brazil. They right. said no. They said no. So then they went to Ankalaev, Magomed Ankalaev, and then Jan Blahovich, and they, they just made that fight, to which they have still said Glover gets next. We will see if that ends up actually <laughs> happening. So our main yes. event, in other words, is Magomed Ankalaev taking on Jan Blahovich. Jan Blahovich, of course, the former champion, Magomed Ankalaev, a surging contender. No disrespect. This is the least sexiest way it could have gone. No disrespect. This is a great <laughs> fight. I want to see if Ankalaev is of this legit level. Well, on here's my hammer. point. Here's my point. There is a way that this fight could definitely go boring. But I got to tell you, I like the fight. Yes. I do like no, the fight. No, I like the yeah. fight, but to, to put, to let's frame it this way, to save the pay-per-view. <laughs> and I'm sure they probably called up an action hero and said, what are you doing? Can we make a makeshift, you know, throw together fight, a BMF I thought you fight. were going to make a Daniel Cormier fat joke about That's him so jumping unnecessary. in. so unnecessary. I mean, he has been enjoying the afterlife. <laughs> let's be honest about that, right? You know? getting big. Um, seriously, they didn't go, they didn't break glass and put Chamayev in their last minute right. against anybody, even though maybe they called people to try that. Is this acceptable? 
Jan versus Ankle. I have great fight. Your pay-per-view well, title Well, if anything, it's event. emblematic like you were talking about. I do feel like since the ESPN deal and everything that's been going on, there's less emphasis on trying to um, do go through hoops at the end yeah. to throw something crazy up there. I feel like they, they, they're resolved and um, content to go with something like this from time to time. I know this isn't ideal. I do agree with you. It's probably the least sexy thing they could have done for this card, but at least it was there. At least they could do that. Um, they didn't have to, like, find two guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't have to find two guys and put them on a card with that kind of notice. Um, so I think that they got the best case in terms of the actual division it kind of tying in because that was going to be what it was going to be a title eliminator fight anyway mm -hmm. at the interim it's just it sucks in general because you know glover i feel bad i feel bad for him man he's, he's my neighbor you know like this is a guy who and he was uh, outspoken against the ufc he was actually and i think that that he's kind of he's rightfully so right like he's you know he doesn't he doesn't do that often no he doesn't do you think he wouldn't have done that at all like last year i mean i just feel like now he's in a whole different space luke know? thomas did the ufc make the right move here they under the guise of you could have had glover Jan two for the vacant belt and two former champions nobody complained is taking uncle live who arguably might be the last man standing among the three of them is this the better move for the promotion these questions are always the wrong questions it's not really did they do the right thing or the wrong thing the this is a power struggle and the entity with the most leverage and the most power is simply going to win out. To me, Glover's request is entirely fair. Like, I'll fight the guy, I just need more time. Right. Or I'll fight this other guy who they don't really want me to fight. But, okay, I just need more time. And the UFC, everyone knows their number one thing, Chuck, is making sure all the trains leave the station on time. Right. Product gets shipped. It arrives when it says it's going to arrive. It's full. It's ready to go. Good or bad, it at least gets there when it's supposed to get there, and that's how they get their contractual revenue when they used to have a much more volatile business model. And so the question is, did they make the right choice? For who? Right. For themselves? Yes. For 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 Glover? No. No, they didn't. Right? right? But I even agree. though there's extra side items on this menu to get us excited, there's Patty returning, there's... Uh, you know, that great Taporia Bryce Mitchell in. fight. There's a few other of those. Oh, shit, Rosas? Like, we'll get to him. Yeah, I want to see him too. There isn't that secondary third or really even first hook in your skin of, I have to shell out 80 bucks for this car. <laughs> but they don't, but they're in a position, true or false, they don't need that anymore. That's not the game they're fighting anymore. Pay-per-view is not nearly as significant as it once was, but it is still a significant driver of yeah. revenue. But you, aren't you not? Aren't you? This is me a way of me summarizing and saying I'm surprised they didn't break glass and get again Chandler against somebody last minute or just so something they crazy, partly wanted to do as you indicated. They were thinking about doing the new middleweight champion in Alex Pereira versus uh, Hamzat Shemaev. That was a thing that they wanted to do, and they, they there was a little bit of social media uh, back and forth. But it's like, dude, there's no fucking way. Pereira was going to make weight. It's right. just not possible. Yeah. You can't have a guy that big who blew back up, I'm sure, yes. getting, get What's right like back down to it. right now walking around? Isn't he walking around at like 220 or something? Yes. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it, and even if he could do it, that is not fucking He's healthy. He's a big dude, man. That's just, you, it's just not realistic. You can't yeah. do it. So I understand that. that listen, if they could have pulled that off, that would have been remarkable. Yeah. But it's just not in the cards. I got. I'm going to go back to it. Everyone is kind of poo-pooing the methodology by which we got to this fight, and I get that. I really get it. It's fair. It's it's entirely relevant, but I do think if you focus on it too much, dude, Ankalaev was going to get to this point, right, one way or the other. That's the factor, right? They didn't want him off the card. That became clear. And so here he is now in the main event. Blahovich is. I would consider a very tough test. But Ankalaev, we talked about this the last time mm -hmm. you were here. Certain guys are inevitable. Right. 
dude, this motherfucker was. But I think they, I think that factors in. I really yeah. do. I think they, what you just said is exactly right. If you're going to cut somebody out of the card, it can't be him. Yeah. It's the guy coming up. And honestly, in that particular division, I know we have Yeezy. Uh, Parashka. Prohashka. Prohashka. We have I him. We He's kind of... Prohashka. Yeah. Uh, I thought Easy. we said no anti-Semitism in this. <laughs> we have... Uh, we didn't have to make a rule for that, BC. You could just not do so it. So Prohashka was a new blood within that division, right? And we've had some movement in that division, but there's not been... A lot, you know what I mean? So when you get a guy who's that good and he's coming up, I think that it, we see it and I think people see it. I don't think they want to like say, no, we're going to prevent you from going where we think you're going anyway. So I think that the inevitability was, that's where it factors in. They're like, this guy's going to be here anyway. They didn't want to get rid of him. And that's a big, it's a showcase fight for him now, isn't it? Like it's mm -hmm. just, this is the time they're going to put him on and be like, this is the future of the division. This mm -hmm. is the guy to go through now. Difficult question no one wants me to ask and you definitely won't want to answer, Luke. <laughs> Does Prohaska's shoulder getting effed up and giving away the title now make Vadim Nemkov the best light heavyweight in the world again Ooh. until Ankalaev potentially wins? I was it? just gonna, I was just gonna wow. say that, like, dude, they're gonna crown a champion here, assuming it's not a draw or some kind of weird shit, <laughs> which it could be. Like, no one on earth, even if you think, let's say Ankalaev wins and he wins in a devastating fashion, is anyone gonna say decidedly that's the best light heavyweight on earth based on that performance? I'm sure some might, of course, but it would hardly right. be consensus because you have so many outside figures. Vadim Nemkov, obviously in Bellator, but you know what's going to happen with Glover? What's going to happen right. with the, the with Prohazka? Prohazka? Prohaz, I can't say it quite. Say Yeezy. Yeezy. Uh, with 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 Yeezy Prohazka, uh, it's hard to really say when they defend. Yeah. So like, they would have done an interim title, but to his credit, he gave up the fucking belt. Which, yeah. by the way, I gotta say, speaks enormously to his character yeah. as an athlete, one hundred percent. Yeah, I was trying right? to say that earlier. Yes, that is. I think when you you mentioned this, I think you might have even tweeted this right away that those types of injuries can take forever to actually recover from, and you may not come back in the same form. Realistically, though, today's doctors are very good comparatively to the day. But um, yeah, man, you you. <laughs> I think that's true. I, that's the, probably the way it goes. Does he need Tommy John surgery? No, I don't know what it is. Surgery. He hasn't really said exactly what it we is. We don't know right? what it is, but again, I've talked about this before. I've had shoulder surgery, and the basic idea yeah. to think about is the, the shoulder joint is the most mobile joint in your body. If, I mean, if you think about your knee, your knee can only yeah. go really one way. Your elbow, just the same thing, but your shoulder can do all kinds of stuff. By uh, oh. As a result of that, it is also the one with the least amount of stability. Right. And once that stability is compromised, per this like TJ Dillashaw conversation about the shoulder going in and out, um, dude, they got to stitch it real That's tight to get it working again. Are you having some issues over there? Sorry, I was sitting on a water Could bottle. Could you be louder? <laughs> curious. You sure that was a water bottle? Uh, and so it's like, dude, like I, I remember I had a buddy of mine who had labrum surgery, and he was an athlete, and he got back to the mats and I want to say about seven or eight months, and that was the That's fastest fast. I've seen. took yeah. me about a year to feel normal again. Well, I think that it does speak to his character, like your whole thing. I, I think that he probably heard what it is, and he knows the extent of his injury. I'm sure he's been informed. And uh, it's pretty, it's confident too, right? Like you're pretty confident if you're doing that. If you're saying, I think he really believes in himself um, on that level. But if you're saying like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna hold up traffic. I'm just gonna step aside and I'll be back to reclaim it when I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool, man. How long was the recovery in your torn labia? Oh, you're so fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, doing doing vagina jokes, really? <laughs> Is that what we're doing? Uh, he, was just, he was holding tight there until he could get that in. <laughs> try to try to sprinkle in a little real talk. We can get back to the fight. <laughs> like so men do. Yeah, yeah. All right. yeah. Uh, BC, 
Where is Jan in this whole conversation? In a very advantageous like, I feel like everyone's right just now. forgetting about him. Right. right? Bounce yeah. back had a, would you say, a solid ass win to remind yeah, us that I he's still, so. who was he it was. against? I'm trying to remember. Off Rackage. The top. Against Rackage. To remind us exactly who he is and where he still belongs. So he was already in the pecking order to get a shot to re, re, reinvent himself yeah. again. Remember, he's pushing 40. This was a hell of a turn in his career to go from sort of every man in the division to suddenly the champion. Now, I mean, he almost yeah. got Glover, what would have been nice on a rematch for the I title. Know. But even though it's a, it's go, it's going to be an uphill battle for any of these guys now that Uncle Ive is ready to truly test himself against the best. But Jan has a way to not have to beat Glover or Yuri. Not saying Uncle Ive is any easier. He's not. But he's <laughs> got a way to now bounce right back in there and regain the title. And I think if you're Jan, you look at that Glover loss as the worst night of his career, like by far, yeah. like everything went wrong for him. And even said afterwards, I don't know what was the training camp was right, but I just came out there on fight night and I had nothing at his age. Dude. That happens. Yeah. I mean, but, but at his age, after he did that, I was like, when he was going into that rocket fight, I was, I was like, will he show up and be diminished? You know, just because sometimes after you've held the title, all that you've yeah. realized a lot of things in your career that the got injured, right? And he Lose did get injured. Out. It was like, I think like second or third round, like he wasn't able to, to go. Right, I but, think that's kind of. I can argue. Uh, we saw enough from Jan before the injury, yeah. where it's like he's still oh, that yeah, dude. Yeah. You know, he's still that. But dude. that's what I. So yes, we are sleeping on him a little bit because I feel like he's he kind of showed that he's the same guy. He's ever dangerous. We know what he can do. I know he beats easy. up a lot of middleweights, but like he's. I think he if he lands his power, you know, he's he's, he's him got yielding the belt to Glover. It was almost too easy. It was almost like perfect stars aligned. Jeremy Lin and Tim Tebow, Glover to share a hell or high water is going to have his moment, and he had it. Shout out to him. But looking back, it's like, damn, Jan took the knee and bowed down, and we we had a title change. Yeah, it didn't feel like he had to go through the normal hell to lose that. Now credit for Glover, got him down, got him positioned, subbed him the hell out of there. I'm happy for Jan to work himself back in. The luck turned out in his favor. But is this all a setup to still get hammered out by Uncle Live at the end of the day? So, Luke Thomas, the most important question we can ask about the light heavyweight division right now is how freaking good is Ankalaev? We talk about hammers in a in a cupboard behind us, and right now, you know, Ankalaev, Islam, I mean, all these guys, they got large hammers, okay? How large is Ankalaev's piece, though? Like, is he ready to take over in, in, in a Mahachev-type way this division? Very sexual drug. He can't. Have a human conversation <laughs> without penises and vagina as the he's as, worked them in like both as of the, in the prism last two is the prism in which to forward the conversation <laughs> to answer the question about how good Ankalive is not how large his Johnson is. <laughs> I meant the hammer of potential that he carries. Oh, the oh, hammer so of potential. Oh, yeah, the dirty mind then. The Luke. proverbial yeah. hammer of attention. <laughs> so, uh, you know. uh, yeah, he's real fucking good. He's very very good. Uh, and and he did have the first. Debut loss to Paul Craig. He, he threw like, that fight. Which, by the way, which, by the way, he threw the fight. He lost in the last few seconds. I think he was a, he was a heavy favorite. I think his camp was like, oh, you, let's load up on money right away. Yeah, the last, lose this one, then we'll go on our nine. Paul fight Craig is streak. Paul Craig though is crafty. He's he crafty is. that way. You know, their camp may not understand the subtlety of that joke. You may be you may be getting a phone call. You know what I mean? uh, and then he did have a very ho hum performance against Tiago Santos, where I think he was trying to get some round time in and trying to be very careful. Maheta also a motherfucker. Uh, also. But then, you know, you saw what he did to Anthony Smith, yeah. and you see what he did to, like, to, oh to Iwan Kutelaba, not once but twice. And that ooh. ground and pound on Anthony Smith was, it was other level, man. Like, when he, because remember, he tried to pull guard. He had yeah. a hurt, he had a hurt, hurt ankle. Yeah. Hurt ankle. He tries to pull guard, but the the punches that he was landing. I, I, I he's There accurate. are times in this game where you win still, like, where you're like, oh, my God, those are heavy shots. Yeah, he's like, accurate. He was, he's not yeah. afraid of contact, but he does. He, here's the thing. I, you know, he reminds me a little bit in terms of, sensibility not so much the fight game 
He reminds me in terms of sensibility of Islam Makachev, where like defensively, dude, my man makes really sound decisions. It is hard to beat a guy yeah. like that. It is so fucking hard to beat a guy who doesn't make a lot of defensive yeah. errors. That's true. And is good everywhere. And is good patient. everywhere. He's patient too. Like, you know, he was, right. he's just kind of... He's, he'll settle for the leg kicks. He'll chop you down that way and then come up high and, and full. You know what I mean? Like, right. he'll, he'll just wait you out before he strikes like that. So He's in good shape. He's yeah. young. Yeah, the five rounds thing, like. Only benefits yeah, him. He's only not going to gas, you know. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about, again, earlier in, the, in this show and then in previous ones, like about who, like, who is inevitable. Maybe he's not like, I'm not saying he's John Jones inevitable, but, like, you saw him coming up. You're like, like, ooh, <laughs> my man's going to be a real yeah. big problem for this division. On the other hand, BC, here are, and Chuck, you can feel this one too. We talk about all the time. Again, what is the right answer? Everyone else can decide for themselves. But here, they, they're going to have a UFC champion who's got like a direct line to Kadyrov, a direct line to Ramzan oh Kadyrov. That's Who? Gaethje, Usman, or Cejudo? Which one? <laughs> well, neither. None of those are champion anymore. Okay, that's right. uh, and by the way, like who do you for mentioning? I feel like. People, some people don't mention. This I don't even know. Well, here's the thing. I don't even know what the point is of mentioning it anymore because no I one, know, nothing. Yeah. No one <laughs> ever cares. I mean, Colby's about got anything. a direct line to Donald. Say again. Colby has a direct line to Donald. You know. First of all, it's the Donald. Yeah. Pay the horse. Respect, yeah. Ethan. Um, Did you see when Jake's horse took a bite out of crime on Luke? That was I did great. See that actually. Fucking euthanize that bitch. Oh anyway, come on. Turn him back. Turn him into glue, I mean, motherfucker. If you had yeah. to eat horse, you'd rather eat like a Kentucky Derby winner than like some random. Dude, that was not right? a Kentucky Derby winner. That was a pony. Yo, I would slice uh, up the Donald and put some ketchup on that bitch. I bet you would. I yeah. bet you would, uh, heathen. Um, anyway. Questions inevitability about talent level. I think he's going to win this fight. Yeah, I think he's going to win it. I won't say easily, but I don't think he's going to have to like rally to right. win. Right? Is that no? I agree with true? you. And I think the reason this fight is intact is for that reason. I think that the UFC thinks that he'll go in there and do that. And it's you know you're only setting the division up for more possibility and bigger fights, right? Like if he's if he's the guy because I feel like he's been that guy even going before the Smith fight. We were talking about him. I so I think that that's the that's the scenario. So I think it's set up basically for him to win. BC is this the Magomed Ankalaev show? It has all the makings where it feels like that. Now you just brought up a couple times. Well, he, you know, he wasn't otherworldly in this fight. He was victorious, but kind of human. But mm. you know, will he come out with the same level of just sustained dominance as Islam Have maybe not. Maybe he's a little maybe. bit more patient. Maybe he's, he's a definitely bit, more patient. Yeah. Maybe whatever. But there's that inevitability. It's tough. We're discounting Jan a bit, though. Yeah. I mean, if that was Jan's worst night in the Glover rematch and it happened and he's right back here, does he need to Does he need to get out of character a little bit to win this? Because Jan can be very poised. Now, look, he went after it against Dom Reyes and chopped down that tree and hit him with fight-changing, devastating shots and took care of him. There's also times where Jan sometimes can play it mm -hmm. too safe. You play it too safe against a chess master like Ankalaev, you're probably setting yourself up to fail. So if you're Team Blahovich. You fell back into a vacant title shot here. You just you got to go for broken stop. This guy, don't you, Chuck? Polish power. I would think so. Only because is he forty or is he thirty nine? He's getting up I think there. He's in thirty nine. I think I that at some point, right? Like if you want to regain that title, and his reign obviously wasn't very long, but if you want to get that, and this is a crazy gift from heaven, basically yeah. for this guy to do it, he probably should bring it. I think he should try to sell out. This is probably his. If he loses a decision, he's not getting back there anyway. You're right. You know what I mean? So I think he should want to sell out at some point in this fight and go for broke, you know what I mean? If he has to. We'll see how it kind of plays out. But if it comes down to it and he needs to, like, throw down, I think he should, you know? Luke, what is this development of the title going vacant? Yeah, we did get a five-star fight in Jan, um, I'm sorry, Yuri versus Glover gave us. Easy. And hopefully we get a easy Glover rematch. 
But in the post-John Jones giving up the title, we're coming up on three years since the last time John Jones fought, February of 2020 Man. against Dom Reyes. He gave up the title shortly after that. Three years into the post-John Jones era at 205 in the UFC, there's still no stability. How do you describe the where we're at? Instability. It was almost like before John Jones, right? Like there was yeah. there was a new champion. It's like when a, it's like when a major major drug kingpin dies, <laughs> and all the warring gangs are. There's now a yeah. free. I'm just being serious. Like, I'm not yeah, trying to make yeah. any direct reference no, no, to no, John's no, personal no, life, but I'm right. saying like you ever seen these places where like you know when Pablo Escobar died or or when they captured El Chapo, then there's no one figure that controls the rest of them, and there's just these warring factions left and right. I feel like it's been that. Yeah. It's been a little bit of warring factions, to re which is why Ankalaev, you wonder, is like, not is he the heir to John Jones? I don't think that's quite right, but uh, is he a stabilizing force at the championship level at 205? He might be. Right. He might be. Once he gets it, it's not uh, like you look down the horizon, you're like, who's going to take Honest, that from him? It's not obvious. It's funny how history, like you go through history and you have to see it play out, but you could actually start to point out that John Jones is reign is more impressive than about anything given that it was like that beforehand you know machida hua mm -hmm. rashad evans all the guys that had it, it was just kind of a rampage yeah they rampage it went they on all and gave on. it and they all had no title defenses and handed off to each other until john right. walked Hot potato. in and then he comes Finished and he's there and, and now we're having stability. it again yeah, yeah. it's just a, it's a crazy testament to how good he is um all right well we could spend all day talking about this main event but we all have to get to other well people. i want to real quick do you close we said hey great move by everybody accepting and making it happen. Do you look at Glover and say you missed an opportunity or, you're, or, or in the long run him oh, making dude, that dude, stand? How old is Glover? Our age, 42, yeah, He's old as <laughs> shit, yeah. Glover's old as fuck. Dude, here's what I... Oldest. There is... He's old as fuck. For an athlete, he's old as fuck. All right? Uh, he knows himself. Yeah. If there is anything Glover knows at this point, it is... It's smart, right? Who am I and what do I have to do to win? And, and also, like... You know, Glover's like, I'm not doing this bullshit anymore, right, you know? Yeah. I'm not taking these he short notice fights. Fuck off. I think like, right. Yeah. And, and whether it's the right call or the wrong call, it all depends on how things go. But you got you to gotta stand up for what you, not just you believe in, but like who you are at this point. I, I, I'm, I'm sure he made the right call, at least for himself. He's um, got his gym flourishing, just got Alex Pereira up there, like the title. You know yeah, what dude, I mean? You're like, not going to be on yeah. Kalayev on short notice, dude. That's you're it. not. You're just not. I think that's dude. really what it, what it comes down to. He's a pretty smart guy. Yeah. So is, And experienced. Is Habib on his way to winning coach of the year? Because I like Glover as a good coach. I like uh, Team Fedor had a good year. Team Fedor had a pretty good year, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't really put. Thought I mean, is Glover that considered the probably... brains of this? Who's the brains fully of of Glover to share? Well, they got they it, got kind of blasted on that card. It was a uh, well Terman Wellington. Yeah, Terman lost. Well, Reyes Ter lost. Terman Wellington Terman. Wellington yeah. Terman, and then uh, Dominic Reyes, who spent his camp there, got blasted. So it, no, but is Glover the, like the yeah. chief stri strategist behind the scenes, or is it or is it a partnership with him and Feliz? Like, how do we look at that? Same thing I ask about, to be yeah. fair, same thing I ask about Habib, who stepped into the role that his late father had, but also has Javier Mendez and AKA and that right. full team by his side. So it's like, you never know, right. how do you juggle out the, the sharing the blame and sharing the credit, you know? I think you just take as much credit as you can, and then when shit goes bad, you try to get rid of that. You know, you don't take no responsibility. That's how you roll. Connecticut sucks as well. <laughs> Shorthand for Connecticut Take sucks. Take away from this conversation. All right, let's move uh, on. He, he wouldn't possible. last a week where yeah. we come from, you know? <laughs> yes. Why, because I'd have meth shoved in my face? Probably. Uh, There's all a right. meth problem out there, I'm not going to lie. There was a meth problem in D.C. too. Yeah. But all right, uh, let's talk about the co-main event, which is an interesting one for very different reasons. I don't know if I even call this a co-main event. I'm not here to shit on this card. Okay. I the like fight, a lot of a, what this card offers, yeah, yeah. but this is not fight, a co-main event. Yeah, it's, what, a, what it's, a, it? it's a fine it's fight. It's the main event? Is that what you're saying? 
It's it's another fight on the card. Okay? Here's, what I, here's what I would say. It's a fight that's in the co-main event position. <laughs> yes. Right? Uh, uh, Patty semantics. Pimblett is back, taking on this time an escalation, I do believe, I think a fair one, in Jared Gordon. Now, that's my opinion. Yes. So let me that's go to you true. first, Chuck. My opinion is this is the right step up for him. And people forget, like, Petty's got over 20 fights. Like, it's kind of time yeah. to start pushing him a little bit. The guys they were giving him early, he was just pounding on. Jordan right. Levitt was a decent step up and wasn't enough. Fair enough. Jordan, excuse me, Jared Gordon seems like an even better version. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, third rock from the sun. Uh, he was shitty as the Robin in the Batman movie. Though. True, but like, 500 Days of Summer with uh, with that snack. Uh, yeah, all right, keep going, sorry. I mean, she was kind of Were you about right? to describe a female as a snack? Yeah, then I realized that was, that was the wrong door to enter. You ever, like, be at a party at UConn and you're, like, willing to get high and stuff, but then you open the door and there's, like, rock in there and football players, not Dwayne Johnson, I mean, like, you know, and you're like, okay, I don't I don't, I don't, go to my party at this level, guys. You know, and they give you that grunt anyway. You got to close the door fast. You're like, I didn't even know that room was there. I thought that was the bathroom, you know? It turns out, like, no, that's where. It's a long way from, like, we so just went Jared down the rabbit hole of the show so step far. Up that's for, historic. A good step up for Patty Pimblett? I think so, man. I mean, he has been around a little bit. You're not going to find a lot of B-roll on the guy because the bottom line is, I think his first fight was his only finish in a, in a victory. Talk about he's, Jared Gordon? Yeah. Yeah. So no, he's he just, finished he's a, off uh, Levitt as well. No, no, I'm talking about Gordon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's just been... Uh, I mean, he's been a guy who's a, he's a grinder. He's going he's gonna to give you a good fight. I think in some ways... That's he's won of, four of his last yeah, he five. Has. He has. Yeah. So this ain't Aaron Blanchfield versus Molly Meatball in terms of... The hype may get 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 yeah. sliced here if you're not for real. This is another look great, survive in advance, continue the build of of Patty. I mean, toward the ultimate cash out eventually. Is that what this is? I think so. I mean, I I do think it's strategic to an extent. It could backfire, and if it does, it's going to be spectacularly backfiring because if Gordon wins, it, like it's going to be a boring fight, don't you think? If he's able to kind of nullify yeah. and make the fight go the distance or something like that, that means we've got a boring fight, and that takes all the sheen. Off of this Patty Pimblett. Charlie? How do you think? Wait, so tell me what you think. How is Jared Gordon going to fight? I mean, I could see him just trying to nullify, just try to get through. Like early on, I think he's going to, like, if you've watched any tape and you know the dude is a showman, you know that Patty's going to go out there. He wants to do it. He's all about the, the $50,000 bonus still. He's at that part of his career. He wants to just go out there and put on a show, get paid the bonus, all that stuff. So I think that if he's able to just survive, persevere, Maybe be slower and uh, you know come on late mid round or mid mid uh, mid fight and start to take it. That's probably his best path to win. I don't see him beat like maybe like I know that you watch these fights a lot more analytically than I do, yeah. but to me that's what the smart play would be like survive whatever he's going to do, bring early and then slowly take the fight, mm -hmm. grind him down. Luke puts the anal in analysis, if you will. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Luke, where are we in the Patty experiment on the idea? Buttholes, that dicks, and vaginas. <laughs> we've, the we've Brian got... Campbell experience. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. Um, Our cup if, runneth over. If I could be candid with you for a second, Luke. Uh, where are we on the Patty experiment? Meaning, when he comes on the scene, he looks overrated because he's so flashy and he talks a big game and he's got this Connor Jr. vibe going for him. Well, then he comes out and shows us a ground game and gets some finishes. And then you're wondering, hey, man, maybe he's a, you know, maybe he's a little bit of a... Uh, you know, crazy like a fox. Maybe he's better than we actually realize. Where is he right now entering the Gordon matchup? Um, this will tell us a little bit more. I will tell you just what the tape shows. The tape shows that he does have a good ground game. It's a very good ground game. Like, mm -hmm. he's real good. Um, he is excellent at uh, uh, finding the back. He has excellent attacks and submission finishes and setups from the back. Like, he's a back specialist. I really would say that. Um, 
And uh, that's really – he's got more than just the back. He can do other things on the ground. But, like, his ground game's legit. His wrestling is okay, and his striking is not great uh, at all. And his striking defense is poor, I would actually say. You can have not great striking but have great finishing ability. Is he a legitimate finisher in your eyes or no? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he does. I think he can. I mean, the problem is, like, sometimes he takes, like – hellacious punches that like right. force him to regain one. his balance. Yeah. And so, you know, that doesn't move the fight in the direction that you're looking. But I would say is, here's what I'll say about Patty. Once he starts rolling downhill, the avalanche is on. Yeah. Right? Once he starts getting into that groove, guys have a real hard time catching up with it. And so you're to your point, yeah. survive, 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 and then go. I will say that he's got a like almost an intangible advantage in that he's been in big spots before he ever got to the UFC. This is just something that people, you know, he's the he's probably already the biggest star in Liverpool. You know what I mean? Like in, in terms of fighting at least, at least that uh, heading into the UFC. He'd already sold out big arenas. I think he believes he's meant for that sort of spotlight. So being thrust into a co-main event, that type of thing, I feel like he's going to handle it just fine. I don't really feel like he's going to. He's also won and lost a title He's went through some dark, depressing times. Uh, uh, was it the Soren Bach? Soren Bach, yeah, the whole thing. Warriors, yep. Yeah, and then he had that uh, grappling match too, where people were like, "Dude, I think he might be now on the." You know the one I'm talking about? He lost, like he got submitted in a grappling match, and there was just some. But those they, don't mean it. I mean, they don't mean much. But I, there was a moment in time, and like he he was nursing an injury, and I think he went through a lot of adversity already behind the scenes because anybody who's just UFC centric didn't see all this. But he talks about it all the time. I just think it plays to his, his advantage. I think that if he's playing with house money right now a little bit, he knows how to use it. Like he knows how to ride a hot streak, and I, it, I would expect he's going to try to keep that rolling in this fight. You know what I mean? I don't think he's going to ever uh, devolve into a guy who uh, just fights to just get by. Like he's going to want to go out there and finish. Mm. And I don't know. I mean, I just get the sense that he's big for the moment. Like he's going to know how to handle the moment. Whereas Gordon, I'm not sure he's ever been in a fight this big before because. Obviously, we know who the A side of this is, and you're trying to take the guy's juice, which is hard to do. So I feel like there's going to be like an intangible. Well, Gordon has fought here. much better fighters. That is I mean, true. Gordon fought that is Charles true. Oliveira. Yeah, of course. Significantly better fighter. But there's something to that ability to rise in the moment, which may explain some of that McGregor magic, whereas there was that points where yeah. he would be winning fights in ways 13 seconds overall, though, that you're like, no, I mean, he, he could be that good, but nobody saw this coming. Well, maybe he's just so. Great in the moment he can raise himself. I would agree that Patty does have some of that. I think so. I mean, some of that Macness. And him, remember, right? his he's that's fought, a skill. That's not a random. In Vegas, who was at the Apex, he's not cut out for Apex. He still was able to put on a show. I think feeding off the energy. This was first time in a real big arena in America like this. You know, where the Vegas crowd. I think he looks at himself as the main event. Mm -hmm. Like he's you know going to go out in there and have to perform. He's the most popular fighter on this main card. By a mile. Oh, yeah. By a, I agree. By a mile. I mean, look at that dog video, the dog poop video. You know, you just see that, yeah. like, viral. You know what I mean? Old Everything man Pimblet hates shit. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you a question about Patty's true potential here. Because everybody, he's going to keep winning, and he should win this one, right? He should win this one. Should win it. I think so. So if he's going to keep winning, inevitably we're going to be in the talk of, I don't want to call it a cash-out moment, because when you say cash-out, yeah. it means that you know someone's not going to win the big one, so what's the moment you can get them into the biggest fight? But in some ways, it is asking right that question. Is his contract. biggest fight going to end up being <laughs> when he gets close enough to a title shot that the UFC makes it happen because of the brand? Or is it going to be where he gets so popular? Because, you know, he says it himself a lot. He says, look, 
Connor's looking for a comeback yeah. opponent, him versus me. Connor yeah. and Patty doing all of that. could do Talking sick numbers that people don't even yeah. realize. Will it end up being something like that before it'll be number one contender fight or before it'll be title shot? Man, I don't know. I, I do feel like, I don't know, you, you tell me, there is a little bit of a nov novelty feel to him. Like, it doesn't feel entirely like he's a, a real contender to me. It just feels like he's a Well, he's not he's fighting anyone ranked. Right, exactly. I mean, he's, he's not fighting anybody ranked. Right, right, and and I'm not saying he's supposed to be. In fact, I think the UFC's done a really good job building him along. Yeah, but like people have to look at the larger picture here. He has a lot of experience on the international scene. He's had what now four fights in UFC. Right. This will be those to be his fourth, I think, something like that. And he he fought guys that, for the most part, except for the last one and now this one, are really not even UFC right. material. Exactly. Yes. So it's like, dude, they're <laughs> soft pedaling the shit out of him. Which again, I want to be clear, I think is the right call, but it should yeah. also inform your judgment. Yeah, I don't know if he's got championship yeah. potential on this. On, so I want to ask on. you, what are they holding him for? If they are soft pedaling, which they kind of are, is it to put him in there with an aging superstar? It, you know, is that, I mean, is, that ultimate, is that his I, title fight? Listen, I think there was one thing that they – I'll say this for the UFC, man. There was one thing they did with Conor McGregor that I thought was really smart. People don't remember this anymore, but there was a time when Conor was accused through UFC or whatever – of, oh, he's avoiding all the wrestlers in this division. I know. And the yeah. big one so was, Chad at the time, yeah. Chad Mendes he eventually had to face because right. of the late notice right. thing. But the big one was Frankie Edgar. Yep. Yeah. They wanted him to fight. All, all the fans were like, okay, this is right. great. You're fighting the Dennis Seavers of the world. You fight <laughs> Frankie, he's going to fuck you up. And maybe at that time he would have, as a matter of fact. But what the UFC calculated on was a very smart bet. What they bet on was, okay, if he's good enough, then eventually he's going to get to a point where you just can't avoid these fights. They're going to just be there. But if we give him just enough time on this journey up the highway, mm -hmm. if he continues to actually work in the gym and he actually gets better, then by the time he gets to the point right. where those fights are no longer unavoidable, he's going to win some of them anyway. Right. They're making some kind of a similar bet on Patty. That Let's give sense. him as much time as we can, reasonably speaking, to see where he ceilings out and he'll just get however much better he gets in that time. We're going to give him all of that, and then eventually he'll just be who he's Okay, I need a top-of-your-brain brain answer from both of you. All right, here we Imagine go. if Patty wins this and the next move actually was break all glass, Connor Patty at Croke Park. We're fucking <laughs> going all in here. How many pay-per-view buys in 2023, oh and who wins? God. Top of your dome, go. Connor smokes him. 1-5? Um, 1-5? One one that's, yeah. that's a 1-5. I would say that that's, yeah. One five in this day and age is, is although dude Connor looks like he's going to be fighting on Kalayev at this point. I mean that motherfucker <laughs> is. I showed you the I showed you the pictures and we were at lunch today. Yeah, he's he's fucking jacked. Dude, he looks yoked out of his what mind. What is he walking around? I don't even know, man. Got to be two hundred. You're right though. I've seen. Got to be seen the photos. I guarantee. Oh, I'm way more than two hundred. Didn't he say he's two sixty five? Or was no, he just talking? No, he's shit? not two sixty five, dude. He's not two sixty five. <laughs> but two fifteen. He's and, got that creatine puff that we yeah, used to yeah, have yeah. around ninety eight. Two fifteen and around that's probably in play. Yeah. Only he's not taking creatine. He's taking the good stuff. Good for him. I ain't mad at him. That's awesome. Now, what role will he play in this new uh, this new roadhouse? What's he playing? Like the Sam Elliott role, do, you think? Do you think I care? The Sam Elliott? I don't. Are you into that doctor that Swayze uh, bagged in, in, in the original roadhouse? Yeah. Yes, I am. Um, but it's been a little bit. He's an honest man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's been a, He's a dry, honest man. It's been a minute since He's I've seen that. disgusting pig. <laughs> Why? Why? Just 
Yeah. I just haven't seen that movie in so long. I can't even remember I who can't it was. Remember it Chuck, how you know how? First of all, how do you talk to an angel, and how do you hold her close to where you are? You know, <laughs> we're yeah. at that portion of the show already. I thought we we're still having a serious discussion. Yeah, I guess the gummies kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> trying to add a little entertainment. But to answer your question, McGregor wins that fight easily. I think. Yeah. Still, I think that'd be a spectacle, and I'm into making spectacles. So I don't know who the. I don't know. Beyond this, this is like you mentioned, it's the appropriate escalation from where he was. Mm -hmm. Now, what does that mean for his next fight? You know, I still feel like he should fight a guy that he can showcase. Why would you mess with that? Especially because they do have a they do have an England card planned in March, I think, something like that, um, or April. I forget what it is, but he could be on that. Although, if you ask him, he says he's done with all of that. He's only doing pay per views from this point on. Like well, here he they sees are. it. Yeah, he's he. That's what and I and I believe him if he goes through this. If he's a pay-per-view draw, those names then have to escalate in a Correct. way. You That's know the other I mean? part. Now yeah. you got to start fighting. Well, you're the... either fighting a top seven lightweight who you have a chance of getting solved, or you're fighting an aging name. Which ones are going to be first? That's th really the rule. I would bet question. on an aging name. Okay. Somebody like that. Would Would you say so? A guy that they pretty sure that it would be evenly matched at that point. You know what I mean? I don't. I mean, think old they, ass I don't think RDA they... still beats him. Probably. Yeah, but yeah. RDA's up up at. Yeah. Um, no, they're not going to do RDA. It's going to be someone a little more plus plus like again where are Patty's strengths? They are in the ground. Yeah, I don't know if that one really works. Um, it'd have to be someone a little bit more shop worn. Although I yeah. guess we'll find out by the time this comes out, we'll know. But as we record this <laughs> yeah. today, we'll we'll see. Nevertheless, um, how big is a win here? Because to your point, yeah. the name isn't going to really blow up the thing, but he has a way of turning a mundane kind yeah. of situation and making it just a fucking fiesta. Sure, and I think that, what, 19,000, 20,000 people at T-Mobile, this is a big moment for him. Because we've seen him in England. Of course, that's infectious. You see that kind of crowd, every, the way they're reacting to their guy. But this is now America, and I feel like he's going to get the same thing, you know? So... Will He's Molly be allowed to just the whole barstool thing and stuff? Well, I, mean, I was going to ask you yeah. if Molly, after this loss to Blanchfield, is she going to be allowed to run wild and put Patty <laughs> on her shoulders, or are they going to be like That's they're going to mute question, her out man. a little bit? It's a good question. She was uh, clearly affected by not having him there at Madison Square Garden, so there are two peas in a pod. I don't think him not being there had fuck all to do with it. <laughs> you think it was crucifix regardless? Also, yeah, she Aaron ran into a, she, just that good. Then? She ran into a fucking bulldozer. That was that our was, money line hammer of the month. Yeah, dude. Let me just tell you, that was net. I can't believe that, yeah, that was... Portnoy put a bet that big. It's like, dude, Molly's a good fighter. Wait, what was his bet? I don't even Ten know. grand. Ten grand. To win 40 grand. It's like, dude, you might as well have just set the shit on fire. I don't like, know. Well, he can do that, I guess. He could, fine, but like for entertainment <laughs> value, it would have been better. Yeah. I was like, dude, that was never going to go any other way than the way it went. Um, that was a brutal beatdown. Okay. Look, we're, 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 we're just completely underplaying the fact that Jared Gordon could win this fight. Hello. Sure. It could very much happen. Hard to say what will happen in his career because I think that there is some level of star attainability where there's probably not going to be there. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, it would be by far the biggest win of his career. And I'll tell you what, he had a lot of hype coming as this guy who like overcame addiction. Yeah. And he had some nice wins early on. And he's been somewhat forgotten a little bit by, I think, the fan base. Yeah. What does a win do for him? It makes him a hated figure in the UFC, you know? Like, you, you know think what so? I mean? Yeah, but in a weird way, I think it would. Especially, let's just say that he's just, you know, what, the UFC 30, 27... No, just to the fan base, because you know what it, you know what it's like. You have a, and I'm not I'm being sort of facetious, but at the same time, I think that it's an 
unenviable task to say, go fight Patty Pimlet right when he's supposed to be making his run. We're debuting him out in Vegas in front of this big crowd. You know, like uh, he's now the co-main event. And then you go beat him. That's a thing. It'd be like Liz Carmouche blowing up uh, Ronda Rousey right out of the gate or something. Yeah. You're like, well. Be a face crank. You know what I mean? Everything we were trying to build, you just destroyed. You know, I think there'd be some mixed feelings about that. But at the same time, that's, that's still not a bad thing, like, for him. You know what I mean? Like, it's still going to be a big win for him. I just think that you tear down a lot of the fun that's supposed to be Yeah, kind of like when Mike Jackson was, like, riding cowboy in the back of CM Punk. It's like, you know, the UFC was like, all right, dude. Uh. They did, he ended up getting another shot, though, but he got sent. Kind of like that, yeah. actually. Somewhat, something like that. Right. I don't know if Mike Jackson, I think people are just like, wow, that was pathetic, everything we just watched. But um, Wow. Yeah. Fucking old bitter ass. Yeah. Bitter ass Iceman in here. This <laughs> was terrible. Chuck, what's your real full name again? It's 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 majestic. What is it? George Charles Mendenhall the Fourth. Wow, dude, that is. Do do you? I mean, wow. yeah. <laughs> That's a white name. Does That's your family a have a long history of peyote in the in the Rocky Mountains? Peyote. Uh, did your family Escalin, did your no. family slaughter a bunch of Native Americans? <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> not personally. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, did you hear his name? I mean, it's like Lord George Joseph the Fifth Esquire. We do twirl our. Uh, uh, all right, let's talk about some of the other fights on this card because, as you indicated, it's there's no real one shining star. There's a few yeah. interesting points. Well, Robbie Lawler versus Santiago Ponzinibbio give us the old guy action we're craving, or will it be the sad version of that? Oh, it's going to be. This is just like it's going to be sad as balls. Well, it's similar, right, to the uh, international fight week. Wasn't Law it was Lawler and Barbarina, right? Like for the swing bout. It was either Barbarina or the Diaz one. I forget at this yeah. point. Um, I want to make a point here about Robbie Lawler. I saw this uh, in in thinking about this thing we were going to shoot. Listen to Robbie Lawler's resume. Now, if I had to ask you <laughs> what was the last guy he beat who's not retired, you would say, well, Nick Diaz. But Nick Diaz had been retired. Right, right. He had come out of retirement to fight him, should have maybe stayed in retirement. So if you discount that okay, before wait, wait, that, see. hold on, ready for this? Neil Magny, loss. Colby Covington, loss. Ben Askren, loss. Rafael uh, DeSanjos, loss. Fought Don Cerrone, who's now retired. Fought Tyron Woodley, who's now retired, at least from MMA. Fought Carlos Condit, won, but retired. Fought Rory McDonald, won, but he's retired. Johnny Hendricks. Johnny Hendricks, who's retired. Matt Brown. Matt Brown. Matt Brown is wow. basically the last Matt name, which, Brown. by the way, That's was only because he's immortal. All right. <laughs> okay, that one was good. That's a dad joke, but that was good. Wow, yeah. July of 2014. Dude. Wow. I don't think he should be fighting. Can I just say it out loud? I don't think he should be fighting. You can. He's That's been what... fighting. He's been fucking fighting. Ready for this? Pro debut. Uh, that dude. predated 9-11. And, I mean, you got to be shitting me. And those sparring wars in Bettendorf, dude, they didn't F around back yeah, in the day. I was going to say. Know? And the weight cutting, too. Yeah, you just think back to the Bettendorf, the whole thing. Like, the guys who were fighting and. Strikeforce Robbie was in wars. Hey, guess what? UFC Robbie was in dude, wars, you too. Mentioned, you mentioned Matt Brown. Sorry, he has three fights that predate 9-11. Wow. Three of them. You mentioned Matt Brown. It was it was Matt Brown? There was Hendricks, McDonald, and Condit. Yeah, that was the that was the most brutal four yeah. fight stretch for everybody involved. Oh, and he was the disher out of that punishment, and he accepted a lot of it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, they were all they were all crazy fights, altered that division, 
Alter, altered those guys. All of them. McDonald never guys. came out of the same. I know. Condit didn't come out all the same. Guys. And it's Lawler didn't come out the same. Fascinating they still go on, but I agree with Were you. Were any of those, there's, any there's of those like, never Ugh. the same because of USADA, or was that all just the damage? Probably some USADA had to do with it. And also, like, to the point that I made earlier, like, if you just listen to the names that I read, he wasn't fighting chumps. Woodley, Dos Anjos, Askren, Colby. Yeah. And the Askren fight was weird because was of how really it, was, but it, was it was adjudicated. Oh, my God. Uh, and then, won. but like losing to Mag Magny, Neil Magny was like, eh. And then here's the big one: he lost to Brian Barbarena, who is right. a good fighter, yeah. but like the very best version of Lawler would have fucking torched right. that guy. But guess what? Right. That version's not coming through the store. It's Brian Barbarena's time. Yeah, that's that's, that's a thing you're saying. Um, <laughs> it would have been Those a good words. interview. It would have been a decent interview. Would have been decent. Uh, probably not. But probably the decent. point I'm trying to make is, dude, Robbie yeah. Lawler is. I mean, I don't know what. Is he at that point where they're like, okay, if you don't win this. It's time. I don't I think that, that they. Type of yeah, I don't think that they want him to. They, dude, Dana White never wants to get up there in Dana's defense. Yeah, he he, he never loves. wants to get up there in the press conference and be like, I think my man should retire. Yeah, he doesn't want to do that, but he will if he has to. Right. You know. Would you say Robbie has unfinished business when you look at his tramp stamp? It's it looks incomplete. Correct. <laughs> tramp. Seriously. <laughs> Robbie's tattoo coming out of his ass crack. You know exactly what I'm it's talking not, about. It's not coming out of his ass crack. <laughs> no, but doesn't it always look like he was like he, he left a, the chair yeah, he because got some kind of like Asian calligraphy. I don't but know but it was saying. almost like yeah, I'm gonna come back in a couple I months when I save I'll, up money. I'll pay attention never, during this next fight. He just never came back to the chair. It seems yeah. like right, or is that the style? I don't know what kind of tattoo experience he had that went. I'd love to get him on the couch. RSD Robbie oh Lawler. He's got stories about warfare. Yeah, he ain't gonna tell you. Fuck Ola. I mean, he's. One of the worst interviews on Right, yeah. but I take on it purpose, on as a though. challenge, yeah. though. On purpose, you know? yeah, He's okay. purposely... Right. You can pry that I told up. you, like, uh, when I when I did a... Uh, I worked briefly for this promotion at the time. It was called UWC Ultimate Warrior Challenge. Uh, terrible name. Like and, the pro uh, wrestler, the Ultimate Warrior? No, it, they just were trying to... Everyone was trying to copy UFC without copying UFC. Yeah. <laughs> it was a mid-Atlantic promotion. They did have some big fights, but uh, they had... At, this was at their relative... Not peak, but pretty close to it. They had Hughes and Lawler show. It was like the guest yeah. people or whatever. And they came to the weigh-ins, and Lawler fell asleep on the desk. Oh, <laughs> like like and we were in a hotel room, and there was like the like the celebrity table. He did table, that at a press conference. And he was he just he literally just yeah. fell right asleep. Yeah. Remember though, he did that at a press conference. Uh, at Strike Strike Force. Yeah, yeah. That's he did the exact same shit. That's I was like, wow, he came to ESPN one time, and Okamoto and I interviewed him, and it was a typical Robbie interview. Brett interviewed him, and I think I was you know helping out, but. Afterwards, we, you know, you sit and chat with Robbie for like a half hour. Dude, he could not be, could not care less about the other parts of this game that don't involve getting in the cage. And, yeah. And, and I like, know. but I mean, like, uh, out of anyone I've ever met in the history of combat sports, there's a lot of people that just don't care about media or don't care about fame and they're, or they're in it for just the Bushido. Like, there's a lot of different kinds of cats. Man, he couldn't give a fuck about trash talk, about <laughs> is he getting the next title shot, about is there anyone left in your career that you haven't fought that you want to? All I mean, that is like, true. fuck, I don't care. I'm just no. I'm showing up when they tell me to, and I'm competing. Like he's literally like the he's oldest. Like that that Askren one. You remember how he, he handled that Askren loss? Just like oh, whatever. You know, we'll do it again. Like a lot of people wanted outrage from him and to like be. And he was just like when he came back to the UFC for that for the final chapter he had there, and it was the Koscheck fight that he was in. That was the one that was his reintroduction post Strike Force. He did have a little bit more fire. Yeah, which you can understand is a different stage of his career, but he had a certain kind of intensity. And like, think about the intensity he had in the Condit fight, or the intensity he had in the McDonald fight. Man. I feel like those days are long gone. Oh yeah, oh, long yeah, I think so. gone. So I mean, old Ponzinibbio should should beat him. Who? <laughs> Santiago, old Ponzinibbio. He should beat him. Well, but he's old here's too. Here's the thing: Ponzinibbio had a two years off. 
And yeah. leg injuries. And, he hasn't really and has not looked great. He has, what, lost what, three of four yeah. since his return? A couple of split decisions. Yes. So a couple, couple of them were tight. A couple of them were tight. I bet you his DMs are out of control. Hans and Ibios? Yeah. Why? Very handsome man, comes from a different lifestyle and culture. I bet you it's like Uncle Pepe all over again. I don't know about his, Uncle Pepe's DMs, but yeah, he's... Like Pepe doesn't use technology he's to just, slang. He's just plowing them. They yeah. call him Mr. Plow. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. See, senior Plow. I like this. Every day. Hey, Chuck. Can you do like kind of limbo down to his level? Like, well, he just, he just, he just drank. Chuck, we should down. get you in one of these fantastic oh, Mr. Nice, plow jackets right here. Nice. I was just noticing all that. Like, yeah. This merch, man. Like uh, how do we feel about this fight? It's not really form. I mean, it I'll say this. Me, honestly, of it, the, does... it reminds me of the Barbarina fight. It was sort of like. No, I, I disagree slightly. Well, think... Barbarina was is still young and vital, but this is. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Well, all thing I was going to say was. I think for Lawler, it would be the best one he's had in a long time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Nick Diaz has a bigger name, but in terms of, like, the quality. But on the other hand, I actually think it, it – like, this is – fuck, man. For Pont, like, Lawler was champion. Lawler's going to go in the Hall of Fame. He might already be in for one of the fights at this point, the McDonald fight or whatever. Yeah, but that doesn't count. I understand, but I'm saying – all the Dude, pressures he's, on Ponzinibbio. He's hit the highest level. This is all bonus time for Robbie right. Lawler. Ponzinibbio still hasn't scratched right. that itch, and he's still fucking trying. Yeah, yeah you're right. This is that. still way more important, I think, for Ponzinibbio, yeah. given that reality. Based on all that reality you just did of reading Robbie's uh, recent run, like when was the last thing that we could actually consider a quality win from Robbie? When is the last quality win? Quality win. Condit, probably. Well, not save your job win. Quality, quality win would be the con the Condit win was. That's a long freaking time quality. ago. Oh, that was a long time ago. That's 2016. Dude, you can't fight yeah. like that. 2015. And fight very well afterwards. Yeah. It's yeah. just the reality. You would can't. you rather if you were on a deserted island and they offered you a you Here know we a, a, Here we go. 115 pounder to Here spend your time with, and you could watch one fight for the rest of your life, and the two offerings are Condit versus Robbie. Or Rory versus Robbie. Oh the, man, there's really only one direction. No, I think. You would go. I think maybe we've talked about this off air. You're of the Condit, one. correct? Okay. I personally, and I've talked about. That, I think I've I, see. I think you're kind of repeating yourself, but I love the I love the I love the McDonald fight. Um, but I think it's because there's that photo and there's that moment. I realize iconic in that sense. Like there was this moment where they're just the staring each other on before that. Yeah, the McDonald know. fight is more cinematic. Yes. In that sense. Yeah. It's gnarly as shit. It is. It is it a is. gnarly fight. But I'd have to go back and watch the con. I remember being like blown away by that fight. So it's what, I mean, either one of those would be good. Hey, no one talks anymore about the two Lawler Hendricks fights. They didn't suck. No, they were no. pretty good. There was, there, there was, those were two, as Dana called them when they announced the fight after George dropped the title, gunfighters. Yeah. That's what they were. They were gunfighters. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. We're, we've been here for about an hour. There are some other fights on this card. Again, it's a weird card, but it's kind of good. Yeah. But Dude, kind of Darren Till referendum time. All this right. is a big Darren deal. Darren Till versus Drickus Duplessis, yeah. who since he came to the UFC has been undefeated. Uh, but he throws caution to the win. He, he enters right. he into He certainly shit. does. And, That's the whole and by the way, Darren Till, I saw he's down at Bengtao MMA in Thailand yep. with the Hickman brothers. Yep. So those guys are legit. Has Till not fought since the bromance with... Chimaev, is that true? He has not fought since him and Chimaev became like... I don't think he has. I don't know if that intersects with the Whitaker fight or not. Um, I don't think he's fought since then where that seemed to be like an opportunity for him to fully reset. And, he's been, and, and like Dude, he, he always does, he gets reset. injured and everything Really else. bad. He needs a big win really bad. Is Duplessis, who showed us a lot to like, but some things to like, okay, let's see you prove that on another level. Is Drew, Duplessis good enough to... Go out there and, and fully solve there until at this point. I think he is. He but shouldn't be. Yeah. It's it's a weird one because obviously he's got a background in kickboxing. 
But if he's smart, he's mixing that up a little bit, right? He's kind of giving you a new wrinkle. He loves the fight bang like too this, much, bro. But he does. That's the thing. That last fight, who was it against? His last fight, the duplicity was at the ABC. Tavares. Yeah, he was just, he was getting chewed up, like just pieced up at times, but then he would just keep going and winging and throwing blitzing. crazy stuff. Just blitzing. Yeah, blitzing him. Doing this. And eventually he overcome. He overcomes yes. and he wins. Um, I'm not sure he'll get by with that with Darren Till. It's a, it's a tough Unless fight. Darren Till is just not Darren Till anymore. That or is what, true, Or what too. version of I him think we that thought. that's kind of the real subtext. What is Darren Till? Like, where is Darren Till at? Does it matter that he's, uh, you know, he's in Thailand? He's running out of doing chances this? in terms of being 100%. a true title contender. It right? seems to me like right now, when you talk about, I don't know where he's at. I don't know if he's in the rankings, but, you know, you couldn't. I think he is. Yeah. But if you were to, like, take the top 15, most of those fights you're probably picking the other guy against Darren Till at this point. He has a lot to prove. He was a guy with a lot of hype. He does. Who I think hasn't he has lived up to it, really. One win since the, con the dis not controversial, the disputed five-round decision against Woodley. I'm sorry, against Thompson that set Till up to oh, fight Woodley right. for the title. I believe his only win since then is a split decision over Gasol. Gasol is that true? Yeah, yeah. His no, last finish was Cerrone, and that was, like, Five, six years, whatever. It was that a long time more, ago. More than that. I was what, long, like, yeah. How do we put into words here? What went wrong from the moment he stepped in against Tyron Woodley until now? What went wrong? Was it too much hype too soon? Like, what happened? Yeah, he was. Dude, here's the thing. This is why about Patty Pimblett, I'm like, you don't want to be a hater and be like, oh, he's no good. No, he's good. He's actually yeah. on the ground. He's really right. good. But he That's has, actually a very good comparison. Right, exactly. Dude, they're going to kill me for saying this, but I'm going to say it because it's the truth. Is this like Anthony Smith saying John Jones is average? No, 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 no. <laughs> it was, which was also, I mean, even you and I were like. You're Word. like, John Jones pretty fucking good, yeah, Anthony. Pretty fucking great. Um, his blink if you want us to edit that yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say. Listen, who are the best combat sports fans in the world? I would argue the Irish and the British or the UK mm -hmm. in general, right? I just can't. They're just amazing fans. Yeah. But one of the downsides to their fandom is that they also big up their own people so much that they <laughs> that big up a lot of people who are not ready for it yeah. and don't otherwise deserve it. Now, of course, in the case of Conor McGregor, he did, and then and probably didn't even get enough. Quite frankly, I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's not that everyone they boost is no good. Hello, Leon Edwards is the welterweight right. champion of the world. But what I am saying is, there's a lot of other guys who they boat boost that is before they're ready. And because they're so fucking passionate, yes. you got to love it, but you got to be careful about it. I think Till was a victim of that to a right. degree, to be honest with and you. And there were some, you know, there were red flags in Lynn's early run. Like, right, remember the Nicholas Dal uh, Dalby where he's just kind of cruising, he gets in the third and starts getting hit, and all of a sudden it becomes a draw, and he's up like two rounds to nothing. The only thing that could go wrong is either he gets knocked out or he, go he loses the last round to Nate, and he did. Um, so I've, I felt like there's been some... You know, you could look back as revisionist, but I'm like, I, it probably was a lot of hype. I think it was too much hype. Oh, they wanted him to be the next yeah. McGregor. They wanted that bad, man. No, they, did. they didn't want him to be the they next McGregor. The they wanted him to be, and I talked to people who work in the industry in the UK at high levels. They wanted him to be the next Michael Bisping. Yeah. That's what mm. they wanted. They wanted him to pick up where Bisping left off. We need someone who from this country part. is the standard bearer for quality. Liverpool. Well, Michael Bisping wasn't from Liverpool, but I think he's not a scouser. No, Manchester. I don't think so. Oh no, Manchester. no, no! I'm saying Till. Till's a scouser. Oh, bro. Till's a yeah, scouser. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. I'm sorry. Uh, and so is Patty, obviously. So is but Mike no. Owens Media. So, yes, he is. Shouts to Mike Owens Media. But I'm just saying the the British media they were looking for that. It turned out that Leon Edwards was that guy. Right. But um, but they were hoping should, it was. They should Till. pay attention to Arnold Allen more. Like he seems. Like Arnold <laughs> Allen's another guy who he's he's, <laughs> he's, he's on his way. Jim. All right, we have just a few more minutes. Right. Uh, Ilya Taporia, who I think this has. Is, 
championship potential. That's a great fight. Take this it on is the best fight. Take it on Bryce right. Mitchell. Now Bryce Mitchell's got some weird ideas about the Earth's roundness and everything else. <laughs> he eats coffee grounds by the by yeah. the, the Marines. Stop, I stop but see, the Marines do that too. So that that part didn't freak me out. He lives in a trailer on acreage, and and you know, he, what's wrong with that? He's in touch with his roots. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's what he also his is. roots run all the He's way real fucking good. Tree, like. <laughs> He's real fucking good. Right? Bryce, well, he, Mitchell, Bryce, was, Mitchell's Bryce Mitchell was an excellent fighter. He might be great. He might be great. Ilya Toporia reminded everyone, yes. fought up a weight class so he can go to 155, and at 145, put my, a guy I like very much, but he put Ryan Hall's lights out. Right. right? How do you size this one up? I got to tell you, this uh, is, the I think, the best fight I'm oh, I, on the I card. I knew you'd like this one. I mean, but that's the way I feel. It's the perfect sort of opener for this card. I also think this is the closest you get for that bang-for-your-buck fight. Like, if you're going to get it, you're like, okay, well, this fight is just fascinating on a lot of levels. It's it's crazy. I would say that, you know, Taporia has been, like, he's showing his hands. I think his last three fights have been, like, knockouts. He's showing, like, what he can do. But, dude, if you go back before the UFC, he's a black belt. All submissions. Mm -hmm. So, like, you get into that, like, where Bryce Mitchell is sublime, yeah. what he's doing, his grappling, his all these uh, his submissions. motor. His motor, yeah. right? But then it gets really fascinating because you're like, this dude's no slouch on the ground. It's he like can... you would think Bryce for MMA grappling might be a little bit better. Yeah. But Toporia is much more well-rounded. Right, yeah. exactly. So you're just not quite so sure. Like, who's going to dictate right. where? What's and Bryce's like, best win up to this point? Jetson Barboza win was nice. Yeah. That was, it was a, real nice. That was an eye-opener in that regard. Man, this is a great matchup for positioning. I want to see. I mean, Bryce may have to win this on his feet. He may have to step up that strike. Yeah, which, by the way, he level. can do a little bit. That's the other part, too. He's not totally outgunned there. I just don't think he's got the firepower. Do they, ever, do they put your tweets up, you know, on the UFC broadcast? They do. They, do. they, 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 they put, put yours. I was me gonna say, me, I me I and yours. Ariel, they never put our tweets up. I was going to say, the guys, the guys that they hate. Does they that mean I'm more... I'm more liked by the UFC than Luke Thomas. More of a oh, shill. Dude, you're, but like you're the, no. way more liked by them. I mean, I was the star of that Tai Chi Palace video. I but mean. but <laughs> when, never let that go. When, when, uh, when uh, Mitchell was fighting Charles Rosa, remember that fight? Yeah. He was like submission attempt after submission attempt. One of the few times I got up there, and it's the craziest, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen them actually put on the screen because I said, Rosa is fielding more submissions than the fiction editor at the Paris Review. Wow. And they actually put that up there. You know, most of them are like, ah, I score that one. They probably had a quote of literary yeah, humor. It's like, it's, like, like, <laughs> it's like, Steve-O, this guy's great, Mark. You know? <laughs> they put that one up there out of all of them. Yeah, you're getting a Bronstetter 10-9 tweet. And yeah. I could literally say the UFC should, you know, Dana White should be president of the United States of America, and they wouldn't put it up. Like, they just, they're not hey, would you agree? I don't want to turn the page on Bryce Taporia too soon, but this prelim card, the middle five, right? The middle five fights on this card. Kind of, kind of hardcore teasers okay, in there. Quickly, what stands out to you? I'm trying to remember the five fights, but I like them Rosen all. Strike. Let's talk about this. So, so the, the, Chris the Dawkins feature versus Jair Zeroen Strike is the main event of the prelims. That's a banger between that two guys, Dawkins and, and uh, Rosenstruck, who get both need point. a win. Yeah. Big time. They're both going to throw hands to get there. Raul Rosas Jr. taking oh, on so, uh, yeah. Jay That's Perrin. an important That's topic, but but what you were mentioning, Chris Curtis against Numanza, yeah, Joaquin yeah, yeah. Buckley in that opener, Luke. That's we're going to see some some hands and kicks being thrown in that one. Yeah, that's a great one. Two guys who can slug it out. Two guys who've been around the game for a while. Two guys uh, about evenly sized, I would say, yeah. roughly. I mean, I'm not in the same weight class, but I'm saying inside the weight class. There's a bunch of sleepers. Another one? Uh, Edmund, Edmund Shabazian taking on Dolke yeah. Lungiambula. Refight losing skid for Shabazian. It's it's shit or get off, right? Yeah, it's time. Is. And Dolke Lungiambula, I'm going to say I would give the award to greatest traps in MMA. Yeah. I mean, that man's trapezius muscles. Oh, wow. <laughs> they reach the sky. You know, they're, so they're unbelievable. Um, that's, dude, that's here, wait, are we talking enough? Separate from the man's traps, are we talking enough that for... 
Edmund, and is he still with Coach Edmund? Well, I was going to say that was kind of his re-entry back into the spotlight, right? Like Tarverdian, he kind of had Shabazian, and it was like, okay, here we go again. He Maybe hit Ronda's But now he's hit another snag. It is his true. No, like, but he moved to Las Vegas. Okay, it's time. Yeah. It is time for him to come out and win it and is. put this. Because, look, he's a great one-round fighter. But it's yeah. the way that he's imploded in the second and third rounds, you know, with stamina, but in some other ways, too. That just, his wrestling has looked quite deficient. Yeah, it, he's got to come up and show when us. He, and, when he can box and right. use his hand speed, yes. he's great. All right, let's talk yeah. about the other guy, the, the Contender Series uh, graduate, Jr. 17 years old still, making the UFC. This was supposed to Is be really Bo Nichols' UFC debut be 18 by now, okay. on this card. Bo Nickel got injured. We're going to have to wait on that. But this still yeah. feels meaningful. Raul Rosas Jr., 17 years old. Who's he fighting? Jay Perrin, who has two fights in the UFC. He's lost them both. Chuck, <laughs> the obligatory, how freaking good is Raul Rosas Jr.? I, I mean, mean he, is he still in high school? What are we doing here? It's unique. This is a unique thing. I, I think that this is one of the few times where we're discussing a fighter being very young in this way. Usually when we're talking about a young guy, it's like John Jones who's making a run to be the youngest champion yeah. or something like that. This is uncharted Does he have armpit here? Most guys, I mean, that's why, like, guys can't leap from high school football into the NFL. It's like you got to grow into your yeah. body and all that stuff. Your man strength. And, yeah, but I, it's it's bizarre to actually be contemplating Luke is of the belief. 17, was 17 at the time when he broke Look, through. you've been very, not against Rosas himself, but against the idea of a high schooler Dude, a 17-year-old right person, unless they are the prodigy of all prodigies. So unless they're Pico when he was 17. Not even him. Not even him. Unless you are far beyond that, you are not fucking ready for right. the UFC. That's and kind I, of my Let me say this too. You do not know that you are not ready. It is impossible yeah. for your 17-year-old right. mind yeah, to contemplate that. And I'm telling you, there's going to be a 25-year-old guy, if they don't match him right, which they might, but if they don't match him right, he's going to get fucked You know how we fix up. this? Yeah. Get Mick Maynard and Freddie Adu on the phone together. That's how we fix yeah. it. Footwork of Freddie Adu. Jessa yeah. said that. You, what do you, I mean, Freddie Adu, like, you know, he just uh, took what also, they offered Also, Billy Quarantillo, Alexander Hernandez is on this Luke, card, too. You know, Freddie That's Adu, he's a D.C. guy in the MLS, right? They just sent he him. He hasn't been a D.C. guy in the MLS maybe since the 90s. Well, I don't remember. That's the connection to bring you back in. I mean, was that his fault in the long run, though? <laughs> he was overrated as shit, yeah. And MLS was trying to find a star. So what does Rosas do? He's got to come out and look spectacular. That's asking a lot of a high school kid, yeah. right? I don't know if he's in high school anymore. I, I, I think he should win this contest. I mean, again, we go back to the Patty Pimple he, thing. If he's 18, he Rosas just has, like, great cardio. He's got ridiculous aggression, which I think at this level will reward him. Over time, it may not, at the, but at this stage, it will. And he's got great, great grappling and uh, attacks in the back. He's got great well, When I was 17, Luke, I could not I be trusted with well, the, anything. I mean, you're doing I can't trust you with anything now. Your level of thinking that you're invincible at those ages is r ridiculous. Dude, it's impossible to explain to an in-shape, strong... Like like fucking yeah. you know young buck seventeen year old guy about about um, anything other than in their own invincibility. It is impossible to explain that <laughs> to them. So, true. so when they say things like "I'm ready for the UFC," it's like, dude, you don't even know how to answer that question. Did you run across any of those types of mentalities in the Marines? Yeah, or, yeah, fucking yeah. dude. And they were again, Raul Rosas. Bunch of again, frat boys. People are like, "What's your long term prediction for Raul Rosas Jr.?" I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to match Looks him. Like I don't join know. a frat, find yourself. Hold on, dude. <laughs> For a guy who went to community college and then failed out after trying to major I, was, in, I don't know if it was failed fa out. Failed out after trying to major in bedpan technology. <laughs> I don't know if it was failed You got a lot of opinions for someone <laughs> yeah, who I, did I, it well. I, you I got a it. lot of opinions for someone who actually uh, did it well. I did accept Man. a full-time job in the industry when I left school. I mean, I was making $11 an hour, yeah. but you, know, you can't really, <laughs> you can't really, can't really brag about that. I'm just saying, um, I'm not making a long-term prediction for Rosas Jr. It's far it's too early. I don't know. What I am saying is the amount of 
peril he has invited by yeah. going to the UFC this early is extraordinary, and, and I think uh, not smart. And if he loses badly, even on this fight, you know. Well, here's the thing. If he loses badly, you can say, well, the guy's 17. Right. I don't worry about that. What I worry about is a loss, yes, but, like, it takes a little bit of a beating. Like, what if he yeah. gets, like, fucked up a little bit? It's yeah. a lot easier for a 25-year-old guy who's got a little bit of life-centering yeah. versus a 17-year-old yeah. kid, you know? He might not be laid. <laughs> you know, like, he's got a lot of life to live. Chuck, why, why don't you go blow him? How about that? <laughs> I mean, it's a, could we edit that part out? Um, Chuck, we, he mentioned a, a sneaky banger in the featured Facebook preview. Yeah, this is the last Facebook one. we got to get going. Is Billy Q coming or going? We love Billy Q. No, the question is, is Alexander Hernandez coming or going? One of those early pandemic, know me now, Billy Q guys. Dude, and you know Hernandez's first two wins in the UFC, he stopped OAM, who just won a PFL title, and he knocked out with one punch Benil Doriush. Yeah, yeah. Those were his first two fights. Some shit against against Dad. Called him day drinking Don uh, against uh, Sloroni. My question to you is, Billy Billy Q was fought his ass off against Burgos, came up empty, but he is hungry. Hungry to make noise at the one four five, um, is this possible? I mean, I need to see it, but at the same time, I the dude brings it, man, every single oh. time. So uh, I don't know. I, I it sucks to see guys like that who do have good fights who are also up, like fun, like to talk so to. low. Yeah, yeah, they're fun to talk to. The guy is just a fighter, man. He's just I think a he's scrapper. a new dad too, Billy. Yeah, Q, yeah. You know, so he's gonna have that extra motivation. That's a fun fight, though, man. That's, That's what I'm saying. Fight. The card is weird yeah. and disorganized. Yeah, but. There's some decent things along. Yeah. Actually, some really good parts along the way as well. Yeah. Uh, all right, Chuck. We got to get out of here. Why don't you uh, tell us how the folks can find your shit? You can go to themyth.com, the M-I-T-H, myth.com. That's where great I hats. some writing. Great yes, hats. great hats for sale over there. And uh, just my Twitter handle, which is at Chuck Mendenhall. That's pretty much it. You do, you know, you, you oh, I'm are... I'm at the ringer. I do the also, ringer. Also, if, if you want Brian Campbell stuff, you can go to clownpenis.fart. <laughs> I mean, Chuck, you are pulling off. Uh, like, you... Who remember when, when Ravishing Rick Rude was on Nitro and Raw on the same night because of how things worked with the pre-taping, and then he signed the secret contract and he left... You are on Ariel's show sometimes the same day you're on our show. How does this work? A little incestuous, but uh, I think I, 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 I don't care donuts. about this. Only he cares. You're having sex with the church and the state. You know what I mean? What's been fun is are like... Are we the uh, state or the church? Is Spotify's <laughs> doing like they're, like they're showing like what, what you listen to. And a lot of... Uh, I keep seeing the same thing where people are like showing the podcast that they watch. One of them is Morning Combat and the other one is always... Uh, MMA Hour. Yeah, yeah, the MMA Hour. But the, but the Ringer MMA show is like... Oh, a okay. So it's pretty funny to, uh, to have both. That just means that you're... Secret um, ingredient. You know, you're a wanted of, man right yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. Your services are greatly respected across the industry, including on this Want, couch. Wanted right or here. a desperate man. It's one of those two things, man. They're thin line between them yes thin line between <laughs> yeah. them uh okay Chuck, if things ever go sour between us and we have yeah. not had the best day as a partnership okay <laughs> you guys are always right on the stay, brink when we do this show right stay on the by brink your of phone a chuck stay right. most of the time i i say i want to kill him and i don't today i legitimately want to kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well good luck man yeah Happy i mean was that was the reaction worth you know worthy of the crime you know you can argue uh, it was you can certainly deserved. argue against very that yeah but that is it for us. paying for other people's at least he was blowing up the commode not you that's true. that's right that december 10th it'll be the last pay-per-view of the year for the ultimate fighting championship Megaman on Kaliyev takes on Jan Blahovic. you got any good stories on the way out heavyweight title we have to get going we have to get going i have a train to catch i really do you got a train I, I i have to go get it Okay. Does that train involve the Marines off hours? You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? He is yeah. going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, now, no, you're well, like, now you're poking a bear. <laughs> yeah. right. That's a different kind of train. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm not trying to catch that one anymore. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm trying we to catch that PED. That we have STD. To, uh, yeah, well, good, good joke there, stupid. All right, we have to get out of here. That's Brian Campbell. That's the man in the hat, Chuck Mendenhall. I'm Luke Thomas. Until next time, enjoy the fights.